Hello everybody, welcome back to Witch Fix. Today we're going to be talking about the full Charmed reboot, series one. I know I've already done an episode just on the pilot episode. Uh, basically that was just a lot of my thoughts going into the first episode because obviously that's the one that has to make the statement. That's the one that's going to get obviously the show bought or syndicated or whatever needs to happen. And also it's the one that's going to convince people whether to keep watching or not. But because I already own them all on DVD, I decided to watch the, the full rest of the series, and I finally finished it today. I did take detailed notes for the first couple of episodes, and I'm just going to be drawing a few points from those. For the rest of it, I was kind of working on arts and crafts projects, and therefore couldn't take notes. But I am going to be talking about the last two episodes specifically, which I watched yesterday and are pretty fresh in my memory. So beware spoilers for the entire first series, and let's get into it. So, a lot of my criticism for the pilot stopped being relevant when we got into like the actual episodes uh so a lot of the like overly feminist stuff just kind of died out a little bit after the first couple of episodes it, it was sort of diluted and absorbed into actual plot happening and so didn't stick out as much and wasn't as annoying uh i really quickly got to like at least two of the sisters. I liked Macy and I liked Mel. Maggie was okay, but she kind of reminded me too much of Phoebe from the original series, i.e. just being kind of young and naive and really fucking stupid about people who she was dating. So um, I felt like I'd seen her character not just in like regular Charmed, but in other things as well. So she wasn't as interesting to me, but I, I did like Mel and Macy as they seemed like more original characters. What I did like as well was the fact that their powers changed and grew quite quickly or that the writers had extrapolated on the themes of their powers so that they were used in different ways. I feel like in the first series of like original Charmed all we had was like Prue moving stuff with her mind like you would throw something with your arm, uh, Piper obviously being able to freeze things but then not being able to freeze most things because they were so super powerful that they were immune to magic and Phoebe having like one premonition per episode. Whereas in this, um, Macy obviously has the power to move things, but she also has a secondary power of evil sight, which she starts to use. And even her moving things power, she seems to have a lot more control over it uh, and then uses it to actually like fight things in a way that I don't think Prue really did in the, in the original series. Uh, for instance, in one episode, she crushes a bug demon with this like massive like generator sized thing and I don't remember her ever lifting something like that I distinctly remember an episode where they had to make three of Prue for her to be able to move a large stone statue with her mind so it did seem like Macy had a lot more power and was using it for things uh, she references getting dressed with it in the morning and I feel like that is how you would use telekinesis if you had it you would just start using it as like a third hand because it would come naturally to you uh, the most uh, like impressive growing power I think was Mel's because she's described as not just like being able to freeze things but being a time witch uh, so she develops an ability where she can focus her time ability on an object or area and speed time up so she does it to break down the structure of a ring and to rapidly age a plant that they need for a spell so that's really interesting and definitely kind of shows that they're extrapolating on some of the stuff from the original show and, and making it their own. Uh, I had to give it to them that they did make the empathy power a lot more interesting because uh, as well as being able to read people's minds and emotions, um, Maggie can 
develop and make like balls of emotional energy uh, and sort of use them as like a force field i think she does at one point and also she can reach people who are in comas or possessed or sort of hypnotized or mesmerized by magical means which would definitely have been useful in the original show because i feel like that happened to people a lot uh so that's pretty interesting and cool as well initially i was kind of turned off because the first couple of episodes are kind of sequential they follow on to each other and things happen at the end of one which then get dealt with in the next episode it breaks out of that after about four or five episodes and becomes more kind of monster of the week. Here is the thing we're dealing with for this episode. But then there's also like a little bit of like ongoing plot, which is definitely a formula that I was more comfortable with and liked a lot more than how they had originally started it. Um, the science side of things, like Maggie having to look at everything scientifically, also starts to be handled a little bit better after those first couple of episodes. So that was pretty cool. I also really warmed up to Harry the White Lighter because he was kind of, when I saw like the trailers for it, I was like, why is there just a guy there telling them what to do? Like he's Giles. Um, it kind of becomes clear that his position there is not to be like the guy telling them what to do. It's, he's there to be like the white male ally, I guess, in the storyline, because he comes in from a place of like, these are the elders and they are important and this is the established power structure. And when they start questioning that, he also starts to question it and change based on you know their experiences and what he's seeing kind of through their eyes. So that was kind of clever and I liked that. Also, the elders who were kind of one of my least favourite things about the original Charmed. Um, they're all dead by the end of series one, so that's nice. Uh, but also while they're around, they're not as weird and they don't come off as like being kind of weird angel people. They're just elder witches who are not even like that old, but who are part of like a council. So I kind of liked that idea. Uh, also Harry's like development as a character was pretty cool, like seeing his previous life and all that stuff but sped up because I feel like it took us many series to get to the bottom of you know who Leo was as a character. One thing that the series did have going for it was that it was quite accelerated so you have moments where you find out that oh no this character is actually a demon in disguise but then the watcher doesn't have to wait like 20 episodes for anyone else to work that out because they find out within like the next one or two episodes. So although some of the ground they're covering is familiar, they're at least getting to it quickly enough that it's not frustrating. I also really like that they had all this stuff about like feminism and it felt quite shallow in the first couple of episodes, but they do actually deal with some of the issues, uh, you know, at least on a surfacey level uh, about the characters' races and sexualities. Like for example, when Mel has to lie to her girlfriend about being a witch uh, and she kind of breaks down to Harry and talks about how she's never had to be in a closet before and never had to feel like, uh, like she has a secret that needs to be like protected or that she has to be ashamed of so it's it's difficult for her and Macy also opens up about being uh, one of the only black people at her boarding school in Iowa and about how difficult it is to find people on like dating sites who won't just you know refuse to date black women uh, so she talks about things like that also uh, when Maggie finds out that she actually shares a father with Macy and is therefore like half black herself. Uh, she goes through a kind of period of questioning her identity and not really fitting into any of the boxes on a form anymore. Uh, so she, she kind of questions that. It's not handled like particularly deeply. I think it's only like mentioned in one episode, but 
uh, it does show that they are kind of at least considering some of these issues. One of my favourite episodes uh, was, I think it's called like Manny Pic Manic Pixie Nightmare or something like that, but essentially it takes on this like Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope, like just picture uh, Zoe Deschanel from New Girl, that whole kind of thing. Uh, and the, the episode kind of deals with that and this sort of pixie girl who's like luring men to their deaths but that she's being controlled by some hipster dude who, who wants to succeed in his film class and the end of that episode nearly made me cry because it kind of was so textbook in the way it handled the idea of an abusive relationship um, which, which was just very affecting and I think the actress really pulled it off quite well so although the episode was kind of funny and, and based in these kind of like ridiculous uh, tropes it, it also came around at the end and, and became quite like heartfelt which was a kind of a high point for the series i really enjoyed that episode unfortunately the end of the series i didn't like a huge amount which was unfortunate uh the, the last two episodes in particular um Basically, for the whole first series, or I say the whole first series, for the first five episodes, they're talking about the apocalypse, and then they forget that that's happening, and then they remember, like, five episodes before the end. So, basically, there's a prophecy, the source, uh, who you probably remember from the original Charmed as being the source of all evil, but the source is going to rise up and, and create the apocalypse, and that will spell the end of life as everyone knows it. So the source has to possess someone who is a human-born demon, which is Maggie's boyfriend. Uh, so they're kind of trying to fight against that and then trying to stop the steps of the prophecy for those last couple of episodes. We do, however, find out that Macy is part demon, so it's incredibly predict predictable that she's going to be the one who ends up taking on the source. And then the last episode is basically her with that power and the others trying to stop her. And it feels like the season should have ended with her becoming the source and then the next like three episodes of the next season should have been them dealing with it because although I said that like they accelerate through some stuff which is similar which is kind of stuff we've seen before this feels rushed to the extreme like they go to about four different alternate timelines that she has created in the space of 20 minutes and none of them are really explained that well like they wake up in one where the windows are all boarded up and there's like screaming outside and they're dressed in like grey clothes like it's like military or something and it's never really addressed like what this world is or how it got the way it is or any of this stuff. They see their mum because in this timeline she's still alive. Um, Galvin who is uh, Macy's love interest gets resurrected by her but then when like they talk around and she decides to put things back as they should be she doesn't go and say goodbye to him it's just confirmed that he's like dead off screen they didn't even bother to put that scene in and it just feels like it was incredibly rushed and also like the apocalypse was probably a bad move to do in series one i think series one of normal charmed was basically just some people who were in charge of prue's company were evil and trying to steal her powers and then the end of the series they killed them you know, you need to keep the stakes low so you have somewhere to go. But this felt like, no, we're doing the apocalypse and the source of all evil in series one. And it feels like it's very quickly going to get into that kind of supernatural area of one-upmanship where it's like, now we're going to punch God in the face because we've run out of escalation. Um, so I didn't enjoy that a huge amount. It very much shone for me in the little silly episodes and... 
I think that's one of the joys of watching like an early series of like Charmed or Buffy or something like that is that the episodes are kind of small and silly and manageable and the threats are very scaled down and you don't have to really think about you know where it ends up you know like fighting for the world watching people lose people they love because the first series is meant to be kind of fun and fluffy and introducing the characters and it's only later when things get like dark and uber serious but it kind of took that away from me really fast with this series and stopped being as fun uh, because obviously they decided to do the whole apocalypse business I'm hoping that a lot of that was maybe like first series jitters and that they weren't sure if they were going to get a second series so they had to wrap everything up uh, and unfortunately that led to a little bit of a clusterfuck going on at the end when they were trying to pack too much stuff in because it definitely feels like one of those series is of a show that's about to get cancelled where they just have to wrap everything up and it ends up not being that satisfying Obviously, it did get a second series. I think it also got a third series, which has been held up on filming due to the coronavirus. But um, hopefully, maybe like series two, they're a little bit more settled and they can just do things a little bit more at the right pace. One of the last scenes in the last episode really annoyed me because obviously, as I said, the elders are all dead and they are met as they return to the house by a cadre of magical creatures, including the, the pixie girl, a satyr, um, and very other various other people that I don't think we've actually met, um, but they're just there, and they're like, oh, but who's in charge now that all the, the elders are dead? And they're like, oh, I guess we're going to be in charge. And that really tapped into some of my least favourite things about the previous like charmed because I very much liked the like first couple of seasons Prue was like my favorite character and then it kind of got into this place where it was all about leprechauns and nymphs and going to Valhalla and magic school and did I mention the leprechauns fucking leprechauns um and they just kind of kept bringing in all these like ludicrous things whereas I feel like at the beginning it came from this more like grown-up place that it was like oh yeah there's warlocks and demons and we have to vanquish stuff and then later on it became about like oh these leprechauns need help finding their pot of gold and we need to go and help them and it got weirdly cartoonish and kind of like more bright and fluffy in places and I really wasn't like down for that and it feels like that's very much where this series is going and I really wish it had stayed in, in the former camp. I just want to talk about Macy for a minute because Macy is probably my favourite character um, because she's like really shy and awkward and also you find out in like one of the early episodes that, that she is still a virgin which is like an interesting idea for them to like tackle in the show and also it's kind of implied when she's the source and she reads Harry's mind that he might have feelings for her and I fully support this relationship. Um, I also like the fact that him and Mel are kind of like friends and buddies, obviously because she's kind of like the Piper character. So that, that's a different kind of relationship for them to have. Um, all the like interrelationships between the characters are really good and I, I like watching them and I'm very interested to find out like how they develop. Um, it is a little bit weird though when some of the characters just kind of disappear. Like one, Galvin just... I get, as I said dies kind of off screen even though it's kind of like important that he was like resurrected and maybe you know Macy would want to say goodbye but no that doesn't happen also uh, Mel decides that she can't be with her girlfriend anymore because of like a, a string of very various things that happen in the relationship and they kind of say goodbye by Mel just like disappearing across a crowded square 
which is strange. Um, Jada, who is a member of the Sisters of the Arcana, which are like a, a sort of splinter group of witches who don't follow the Elders, which is another interesting idea. She kind of disappears from the story. You, you don't see her anymore. So I hope some of these characters come back and we, we get to say goodbye to them. But uh, Macy is a pretty good character and I, I've been like interested in watching her develop through the series and kind of getting to know her family and, and finding out all these like secrets about herself, which was pretty interesting. I will say the CGI is terrible and remains terrible. Like it doesn't look like cheap CGI most of the time. But the demons, when they come into the like full CGI only forms, they look a bit terrible. And I really wish they'd kind of stuck to the practical effects makeup that they used in like the original Child, Buffy Vampire Slayer, because having like a full man of CGI just isn't going to age well and, and doesn't look that great to, to begin with. So my takeaway for the first series was basically that it was quite ambitious. It did some things quite well in how it either reimagined or completely deviated from some of the things in the original series. It kept some of the things that I really liked about it, but also a lot of the things that I disliked about the original Charm series and seems to be set on kind of doing the same kinds of things, like with the leprechauns. Um, so that's a little bit disappointing it misses a few steps in places there's some clunky writing in the first couple of episodes where they're I guess still trying to find their feet about how to be a show uh, that addresses some of the issues they're talking about for instance like Harry keeps dropping references to like President Trump and Brexit and all that stuff and it's like I feel like we get enough of that on Twitter and this is going to age the show appallingly in like five ten years um so we could have done without that. I don't think it's a terrible attempt at like a reboot. I disagree that it could have been called like a feminist reboot. It feels to me like a more diverse reboot, which I guess is maybe sort of what they could have said. Uh, but it is like, I guess, a little bit more intersectional in terms of feminism. Uh, but overall, it's kind of a fun watch. Uh, I think it's coming to like Netflix or something soon. So if you haven't already, give the first couple of episodes a watch and... If anything, it just kind of makes you want to watch the first couple of series of previous Charmed again, which is no bad thing. But it's kind of like being able to watch those without having to go through all the like, you know, Phoebe and Cole, is Leo going to be able to marry Piper kind of drama stuff, which is a little bit boring once you've been through it once. This is kind of a little, a little bit more fresh and new and at least stuff you haven't seen before. So give it a chance. And uh, let me know how you feel about it if you've already seen series two, which I haven't been able to see yet because it's not out on DVD. Um, but let me know if it like gets better or worse, if my feelings about where the show's heading are completely wrong, or if there's going to be leprechauns, because I need to be forewarned if that is the case. And in the meantime, I'll see you in the next one. Bye!